Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Morning, Felicita. It's grateful, Deborah Evans. Happy Tuesday. I'm confused. I know the days go by so fast. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Falacito. Who's on the line? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Falacita. Who else has joined us? My name is Ronald. Good morning, Ronald. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Is this your first time calling in? Uh, no, this is about my second, third time. Okay, well, thank you for calling in. Good morning. Good morning, Amen, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday. You are so right. God's got our back all the time. <laughs> Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you, too. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Oh, good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you all. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, V times two. This is Bubbly. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Bubbly. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Sharon. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Sharon. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. I didn't catch your name. I'm sorry. The phone went out a little bit. Is it Kedra? Yes. Oh, good morning, Kedra. Happy Wednesday. Oh, man. Good morning, Valuable. It is Moxie Mona. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Moxie. Happy Good Wednesday. morning. Good morning. Good to hear your voice this morning. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Good 
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valacita. This is Christina here in Atlanta. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Prosperous Pam here. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Prosperous. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Hey, good morning, Vivi. It's Didi. Love you, girl. Love you too, Didi. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Patient. Have a beautiful day. Thank you, Patient. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning. This is Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. You're welcome. Vivi, it's Didi real quick. I just want to tell you I'm so proud of your children. Don't think I'm paying attention. Amazing job, Mama. So proud and lifting them up. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Okay, at this time, we're going to ask everyone to place their phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to join us daily in April where our monthly theme is entitled Assurance. This means that all of our declarations will be regarding gaining assurance from the Lord. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory Fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. DeclareVictory.org, PayPal.me forward slash DeclareVictory, or through the cash app at dollar sign, I Declare Victory Now. We pray many blessings for our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no new prayer requests from the app. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina, declaration by Tanya, then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Tanya. I'll repeat the order. Corporate praise by Sabrina, declaration by Tanya, and then closing comments will be hosted by Tanya. <laughs> 
The scripture for today is 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. And whatever we ask, we receive from him, because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please take a look at your phones and place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sabrina. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father, we thank you this morning. Hallelujah for allowing us to see another day. We thank you for your grace and your mercy that just woke us up this morning, God, clothed in our right mind with activities of our limbs, with reasonable portions of health and strength. God, we thank you for another opportunity to serve you, another opportunity to wake up and declare that you are good, to declare your name in all the earth, that you are a sovereign God, the almighty creator, hallelujah, of heaven and earth. Father, we just thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Even at our rising, we have so much to thank you for. Before our feet even hit the ground, our hearts are filled with gratitude on this morning because we realize that if you had not touched us, hallelujah, and given us the opportunity to live another day, we wouldn't be here this morning. So God, before we ask you for anything, we take a moment to look around and take inventory of everything. And realize it may not be exactly how we want it, but God, it's a blessing. So we thank you for shelter. We thank you for clothes. We thank you for raiment, for this old body, God. We thank you for food. We thank you for transportation, whether it's ours, whether it's borrowed, leased. God, we thank you, hallelujah, for even the ability to make a phone call on this morning. We thank you for provision. Hallelujah. We thank you that you are the source that funds the resources. We thank you that you are the source that never runs out. We thank you for your unlimited supply of goodness towards us. We thank you for your unlimited supply of mercy. We thank you for the drive and the passion that you have to love us and to make sure that all of our needs are met. We thank you because on today, we have a resume that describes you as a good, good father. And so on this here Wednesday, when we stand celebrating the assurance that we have, we thank you that we can be assured that you've never failed us. You've never left us. You will never forsake us. We thank you that your word stands proven on today, God, and we thank you that you are not a man, that you should lie. We thank you that you are not even the son of a man, that you should have to repent. So if you said it, we have the assurance that it's already done. God, we just bless your name on today. We bless your name on today. We give you glory because you deserve it, God. We thank you for even those that are without on today, those that can look around and say, I have a need. We thank you for that even opportunity for you to show up and show yourself strong, for you to show up and show yourself mighty. We thank you that you create opportunities for things that if only you can do it, God, and so that we can say that there was nobody but you. We thank you for every opportunity that you create so that you can show up and be God. We thank you for every testimony that's in the making. We thank you for every 
story or an overcomer that's still being written in their lives. God, we thank you that it's already written in heaven, but here on earth, it's still being written. So we just thank you for testimonies that are to come forth. We thank you for those things that are now coming into fruition. God, we thank you for destiny and divine purpose. We thank you, God, even for the assurance that even when it looks bleak, that everything will be all right. Hallelujah, God, we lift up those, God, that are wayward today. Father, we lift up children that are outside of their homes, whether they ran away voluntarily or they were lured away. Hallelujah, they're living on the streets, whether they left to escape abusive situations. Father, we lift those children up to you. Your word assures us that you are a mother to the motherless and a father to the fatherless and that children have your heart. So, Father, we lift those children up to you. Hallelujah. We ask that you would continue to shelter and to continue to keep. God, we thank you for surrogates that you will place in their lives that will care for them. And that they left in abusive situations. Father, we ask that you would return them home. We thank you for every mother and father that keeps vigil for their children, that won't change a phone number, that won't move their address because they're expecting their child to come home, just like the prodigal son eventually came home. Father, we ask that you would return those children to the parents that you bless them with, God. And we ask that you will heal families, restore, oh God, men risk, God, reconciliation is possible with you. So, Father, we just ask that you would look over the children that litter the streets, that are sleeping under bridges, God, that are in the um, alleyways, God, that are begging for food, selling their bodies. Father, have mercy. Oh, God, even on Sonoma Avenue in um, Vallejo, God, the children, the little girls that are walking the streets and selling their bodies, Father, have mercy. Have mercy, have mercy, have mercy. Father, we lift up those that are in hospitals today, those that are sick, those that are battling um, diseases that it would seem that there is no cure. We thank you that you are the original cure. You are the original vaccine. We thank you that your blood still works. So, Father, we lift up all of those situations that seem impossible with man, knowing that there is absolutely nothing that's impossible for you, God. We ask that you would do what only you can do, and that's to have your way, to let your will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. We lift up those families that are standing in the need of prayer for various situations, whether they have bereaved hearts. We lift up all of those that are facing the loss of a loved one, God, and we ask that you will comfort like only you can. We thank you for peace that surpasses all understanding. We thank you for joy in the midst of sorrow. We thank you that you are the only God that can turn our mourning into dancing. So God, we ask that you will show up and just be God. God, we lift up those that are still fighting for this country, God, those that are in the military services, the armed forces, Father, those that have volunteered to leave their families to protect the civil liberties of the rest of us. God, we ask that you would bless them. Keep them, God, even in their minds, God. We ask that you would bring them home safely, healthy and whole, mind, body, and soul. Father, we look at those that are 
suffering with mental illness on today, God, depression, we call out anxiety, we call out schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, God, we lift up all of those things to you because you're the only one that has the title of heart fixer and mind regulator. So we ask that you would do your good work, Jesus, and regulate minds. We call out those that are suicidal, those who have suicidal ideations and intent. Hallelujah. And we ask that you would do what only you can do and that regulate the mind and heal the hearts, encourage the downtrodden in the name of Jesus. Lift up those that need to be encouraged, God. Your word says that we can look to you and live. Father, I ask that you would bless the children that are suffering from COVID anxiety, from being stuck in the house. God, we ask that you would bless them. We lift up school districts to you, those that are still trying to figure it out. Father, we lift up this government to you. We lift up local legislation to you. Father, the entire world, we simply lift it up to you. As little children, we were taught to believe that you have the whole world right in the palm of your hand. So God, we thank you because we realize that anything that's under your control is never out of control. Your word says that if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, seek my face and turn. So Father, I pray for all of those, all of us that are in the process of turning, all of us who need to yet turn so that you can honor your word and heal this sin-sick land. Father, we need you. We need you in the most real way. Even though things are good in our own homes, we recognize that this world needs you. And we have the assurance on today that your will will be done. It'll be done in the hearts of men and women everywhere. It'll be done in the hearts of boys and girls everywhere. Your word declares that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that you are God. And above you, there is none other. So God, even though we can look at the condition of the world and our hearts can be heavy and our spirits can mourn for those that are suffering, there is a joy that we have that on the great day, hallelujah, when you declare enough is enough, you coming back. Hallelujah. You're going to right every wrong. You're coming back for your church. God, you're coming back and you bring it with you victory and justice. God, we thank you for that on today. That's enough to keep us encouraged. So, Father, as we take our phones off of mute, we lift up prayer requests that wasn't even spoken. We lift up prayer requests that haven't even been written in our hearts yet. Father, I lift up the DNA of everybody on this phone, and I ask that you would continue to keep. God, I ask that you would continue to heal, to continue to encourage. Father, we lift up We lift up DNA today. Hallelujah. We thank you that you know the path that they're on. We thank you that you knew the ending before there was even a beginning. Father, we thank you, God, that your will is being done right now in the heart of the 
glory for our children. We give you glory. We give you glory for protection. We give you glory for healing. Yes, 
We bless your name, God.
I need someone to please mute your phone. If you don't know what the mute feature is, it's a it's a button on your phone. It looks like a microphone, and it has a line through it. If you if you lightly tap, if you're on a mobile device, if you lightly tap that little button, it will mute you, so you can continue to do the things that you're doing in the background without disrupting the line. Because there are people that are listening, they want to hear something, and your background noise may may cause them to miss what they were destined to hear today. So we want to make sure that we're on mute. If you're on an old school phone, you are or on a landline. I don't even remember how to mute anymore. I think it's star six or something like that. But whatever the case may be, uh, if you can't mute uh, for whatever reason, please make sure that you're, you, well, you should. You, you should just be able to mute. Every phone has a mute feature. All right, now that I've said it long enough, I think everybody gets it. Um, but at any rate, um, we, we decided to swap and um, just as we are praying and thanking God in advance, Sabrina did did mention Dion, but um, this is definitely her Wednesday, Wait While You Wait uh, Wednesday. And so I'm going to give you what God gave me the way that he gave it to me. But before I do, I just was reminded as when she let me know she was on her way to emergency, it says Isaiah 65, 24 says, it shall also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. And so it just reminded me that we had put some things in motion without even realizing that there was a need. I thought I had the need, but really the need is hers. And so I felt a, a story down in my Shondo. I'm going to ask you to put your seatbelts on. Uh, make sure your wigs are uh, pinned down really, really well because I'm a, I'm a, uh, we're going to go across this. We're going to go around the corner, down the hill. Uh, we're going we're gonna, to uh, then jump over a fence, uh, backtrack, and I hear background noise. Please mute your line uh, just to get across the street, but it's completely on purpose. I know exactly what I'm doing in the direction that I'm going. Julia, whose name was uh, really meant destined for glory, and Eduardo married for the second time and blended their families together. Ed's three boys and Tulia's three girls, Tesla, whose name meant glory of God, Tobiana, whose name meant goodness of God, and Toya, whose name meant or means victorious. After five years of planning, strategizing, and saving, they opened their family business, etc. ETC for Eduardo. Tulia and children. The Holy Spirit whispered the word assurance to Eduardo as he was ending his graveyard shift, and unbeknownst to him, Tulia had a dream in which the father gently put his hand on her cheek, looked in her eyes, and said, Be determined and confident. Do not be afraid of them. Your God, the Lord Himself, will be with you. He will not fail you or abandon you, as found in Deuteronomy 31.6. They had not seen each other yet to share their experiences, but they both had the assurance they needed to move forward with the business God gave them. Once they completely surrendered, the windows of heaven seemed to open and pour out a blessing. They literally had no more room to receive, Malachi 3.10. Most businesses need at least two to five years to turn a profit, but they turned a profit in less than a year with their beauty supply business, the only Hispanic-owned hair supply in the Bay Area. 
God assured them that if they tithed and planted seed in good ground, he would expand their business within a year. Again, they followed the leading of the Holy Ghost, tithed to the church, and gave an additional 10% to a homeless shelter for teens run by a believer. Just shy of two years, they acquired space next to the beauty supply and opened a hair salon for families. When they opened the business, all the children were in their teens and were required to work at least part-time to learn a work ethic, to learn how to tithe and manage their finances, and to identify which of the children would be best suited to take over the business when Eduardo and Tulia retired. EJ, the eldest, started cutting his own hair at 13 and was almost finished with man the mandatory hours he needed to obtain his barber's license. He was the inspiration to open the salon. Jorge was an amazing artist who created the logos and all the artwork, et cetera, needed. Tulia, um, excuse me, Toya, whose name is Victorious, uh, loved numbers and was a math whiz. Her college prep classes in business accounting helped her create, et cetera, chart of accounts, and she assisted her mom with managing the finances. Tesla, um, if it, if it was Tesla, who um, if it was if it was if it was digital, excuse me, if it was digital, she could figure it out. She created, et cetera's website, the social media platform, and found the best apps for inventory and anything related to the business. While these four were enthusiastic about etc., the two remaining middle children, Isaias and Toby, uh, Tobiana, coincidentally born on the same day, went along to get along. But they were talented too. For example, Isaias had a natural gift to assemble and repair almost anything. At 16, he wired the, the surround sound in the salon and helped his uncle with the digital surveillance system. His excellent work and gift of gab uh, kept change in his pocket outside of uh, ETC. Tobiana was the organizer and a peacemaker on the side. If you needed something organized, she was your girl. She even developed the store layout that was so flawless her, pa her parents abandoned the plans that they had come up with. Isaias and Tobiana didn't not help, but their hearts were not in, etc., as their siblings. Ed and Tulia didn't force the business on their children. The agreement was that all children participate in et cetera until they, were, till they turned 18 and graduated high school. They were free to discontinue working in the family business provided they attended and graduated college or some type of workforce development training in which they earned a certification. This was not negotiable. And at 6'6", 275 pounds, of muscle, the kids didn't fool with it. They didn't want it. <laughs> Here's a Tanya, not Tanya nugget. As a 14, or, 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 or uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's a nugget. As a 14 year old, um, Isaias was a hothead. He was a six foot four being pole at the time. Uh, he made the mistake of challenging Ed at a Sunday dinner with the extended family. The kids mistook Ed's quiet demeanor for weakness, not realizing their dad, their dad ran the San Francisco Excelsior District as a youngster. To this day, people 
still fear it. In a split second of Isaiah's popping off at his father, Ed grabbed him and lifted him up off his feet with one hand and then body slammed him as he said a few choice words that I will not repeat. No, he didn't hurt him seriously, but it knocked the wind out of everybody. You hear me? (laughs) Especially Isaiah. No one said a word until Tulia said, who wants dessert? And turned up the music and started to salsa into the kitchen. Now, where was I? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. So Ed and Tulia saw the birthday twins. That's what they affectionately called Isaias and Tobiana. They saw behavioral changes, but they assumed it was adolescence. But when Isaias was arrested for the second time as a teen, they realized it may be a bit more. However, the Holy Spirit whispered, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see, Hebrews 11 and 1. They continued to show him love and pray for him, but they didn't try to force salvation on him. Tobiana, on the other hand, became more withdrawn. Her friends became her world as much as Ed allowed. Attending midweek youth group, Sunday morning worship, and Sunday dinners were mandatory. After that, socializing with friends was permitted if their responsibilities were completed at home. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they become discouraged. That's the good news translation. You didn't really get it, huh? Let me let me say it differently. Uh, excuse me, that was King James Version. Let me, let me say it differently. Um, fathers, do not embitter your children or they will become discouraged. That was good news, trans, good news translation. You still didn't get it? Let, let, me, let me read it a different way. Fathers, this goes for mothers too. Do not provoke or irritate or exasperate your children with demands that are trivial or unreasonable or humiliating or abusive, nor by favoritism or indifference. Treat them tenderly with loving kindness so they will not lose heart and become discouraged or unmotivated with their spirit broken. Colossians 3.21, Selah. Fast forward four years. The business was going well. They rarely heard from either of the birthday twins, but everyone agreed to meet in New York for Toby's Tobiana's graduation. Tulia's knees buckled when she spotted their now very butch daughter, and Ed stiffened as he observed who he determined must have been Toby's girlfriend. Give her a full-blown, very long, animated, and passionate kiss. Toby had no idea her family witnessed this passionate display of lust. I mean, affection. But on instinct, she pulled away from her girlfriend, and it was clear that she was irritated because she got in her face and you could tell she was giving her a tongue lashing. It seemed the only people who were unaware of their daughter's transition were her parents because 
her siblings were not nearly as shocked as Ed and Tulia. Ed whispered a quiet prayer, asking for help, while Tulia's mouth went dry as cotton. The next few hours of the graduation ceremony were a blur, were a blur for Tulia. It was all she could do to sit there. Now it made sense why she insisted that everybody call her Toby as opposed to Tobiana. A thousand questions flooded her mind until the comforter whispered, be determined and confident. Do not be afraid of them. Your God, the Lord himself, will be with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. Deuteronomy 31.6. It was the same scripture that he had spoken to her a few years earlier, but this time the case was different. In that short span of time, the Comforter, whom we also call the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Truth, the Paracletos, the Spirit of God, the Teacher, and so on, ministered to Ed and Tulia separately with the assurance they needed as they watched their daughter graduate magna cum laude, the second highest distinction a student can obtain. After the ceremony, they met at the hotel for a private lunch. They missed Elias at the graduation, but they knew he was there based on his text messages. When he showed up with a young lady and a, and a small child, they, they didn't think much of it until Elias announced at some point during the lunch that the child was his. No, he answered his father. He did not get married and had no intention of doing so. Everyone sucked all of the air out of the room simultaneously. At least that's what Tulia thought because she found herself gasping for air. Just when they thought the day could not get any worse, they discovered that Isaiah had spent the last two years of service in the military prison for assaulting an officer. Again, Ed and Tulia were the last to learn about any of these details. When she finally gained her composure, Tulia heard the Holy Spirit say, after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who calls you to share his eternal glory and union with Christ, will himself perfect and give you firmness, strength, and a sure foundation. First Peter 5, 10, 5 and 10, Good News Translation. Toya, whose name means victorious, reminded everyone that they were there to celebrate Toby <clears throat> and offered that we talk about family surprises tomorrow. Though the air was in initially thick, they eventually got past the awkwardness and enjoyed the rest of the evening. When Ed and Tulia finally reached their rooms, they were emotionally drained. They undressed and Ed comforted Tulia the best way he knew how. She surrendered to him as he made love to her passionately, as if they were teenagers all over again. He gave her his everything that night. And when they were done, she lay on his chest afterwards. Tears wet, tears wet his chest. And though she didn't know it, his tears pulled in his ears 
as they gently, softly ran down his cheeks, eventually spilling over into the pool, into the pillow. In the middle of the night, he awakened to the nudge of the Holy Spirit, who led him to this passage. 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 12. And his mercy has given us this work to do. And so we do not become discouraged. We put aside all secret and shameful deeds. We do not act with deceit, nor do we falsify the word, the word of God. In the full light of truth, we live in God's sight and try to commend ourselves with everyone's good conscience. For if the gospel we preach is hidden, it is hidden only from those who are being lost. They do not believe because their minds have been kept in the dark by the evil God of this world. He keeps them from seeing the light shining on them, the light that comes from the, from the good news about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. For, if, for it is not ourselves that we preach. We preach Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. The God who said, out of darkness the light shall shine, is the same God who made his light shine in our hearts to bring us the knowledge of God's glory shining in the face of Christ. Yet, we who have the spiritual treasure are like common clay pots in order to show that the supreme power belongs to God, not to us. We are often troubled, not crushed, sometimes in doubt, not never in despair. There are many enemies, but we are never without a friend. And though badly hurt at times, we are not destroyed. At all times, we carry in our mortal bodies the death of Jesus so that his life also may be seen in our bodies. Throughout our lives, we are, all, we are always in danger of death for Jesus' sake in order that his life may be seen in this mortal body of ours. This means that death is, is at work in us, but life is at, is at, is at work in you. Listen, there are times when life will throw us a curveball, what are you going to do? Will you fall by the wayside or will you be assured, as Yvonne often says, that God's got our back? Let's, let's unpack 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 uh, just for a minute. Again, the word says, they do not believe because their minds have been kept in the dark by the evil God of this world. He keeps them from seeing the light shining on them, the light that comes from the good news about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. Listen, this text allows us to target our prayers differently and to rid ourselves of frustration over the way our children, our family, our friends are living their lives. But most importantly, this text gives us the assurance of a guaranteed solution, the good news. With that assurance, we can strategically focus our prayers and demand that God do something about their state of being lost of being trapped behind the, the darkness that the enemy has skillfully covered their eyes with. We can demand that their eyes be opened so they can see the light, 
the light which led, led, led them or leads them to Jesus, the Son of God, which means that we can stop judging our family, our friends, and our loved ones. We can stop harassing them, reminding them that they are in sin, reminding them, shaming them about they're going to go to hell. We can stop ignoring them. Raise your hand if you're guilty and repent. We, we won't see you. It's okay. To repent means to forsake the thing you were doing, for example, judging and criticizing, etc. Not that you will try but that you will make a decision that you will do so, period. And we get that never again in our shando. You know what I mean. That never again moment, that never again feeling, that never again thought something happens to you and you make up in your mind, that'll never happen to me again. Right? We can get that same attitude about, um, about repentance about repenting from judging our family members, repenting from shaming our children, thinking that that's going to change their mind about decisions that we've made. Listen, you can't force your children. Minors, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can lead them and you can guide them and you can direct them. And to a certain degree, you can't force them to do certain things. But our grown children, our grown spouses, we can't control them. We can't force them to not be gay or to be, uh, not be a, a criminal. We can't, we can't force them to, to, to do certain things. We can't force behaviors on them. It's impossible. They lie impossible. And it makes no sense for you to guilt yourself and think that it's your fault that they've done this. And in my own personal life, um, my children, I need you to mute your phone. You're moving around. You just moved. You, right there. You're moving. What you happened? Your phone. You need you, I need you to mute your phone. Please. Thank you. Um, in my own personal life, um, I love my children. I love my children. But I don't, I don't approve of certain lifestyles, and they know I love them, right? And I hope this helps somebody. Um, there's, there's, there, are, there are things that we face, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty much done, and I'm, I'm gonna wrap it up so that we can, we can open it up for love, life, and victory. But um, my children lo- know that I love them. There are certain things though that they know that I don't approve of, and we've had the conversation. There's certain things I love you. That don't, my love for you doesn't mean that you can you can do whatever you want to in my presence, and nor does it mean you can bring people around me to do whatever it is that you want to in my presence. It's not, and and to a certain degree, I don't really even have to say a whole lot because I've lived a certain life in front of my children. I've not been in and out and up and down, and I'm not talking about when um when I was in sin, right? And I lived a certain lifestyle. Once, once I accepted Christ as my personal savior, they didn't see me being wishy-washy. They saw consistency. And so the consistency in my lifestyle demands respect. And certain things that I taught them um, about respecting your elders, it also, they remember those things as children. Okay. Um, and so as I get ready to wrap up, I want to leave you with this final thought. This wasn't no get happy, shouting, jumping declaration. It it wasn't intended to be. This this declaration was intended to target your core and target areas that, that you may be struggling with because perhaps you don't understand why your children turned out the way that they did. 
perhaps you've given up on them or maybe not your children, your nieces or nephew, people that are close to you, you've given up and you think that they're just a lost cause. I want to let you know as long as they're breathing, they're not. God gives us the assurance. His word gives us the assurance that we can make demands on him. His word lets you know in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter and the fourth verse, it lets you know that what's happening is, is that they're living a life of sinners. That's what they're doing. That's their nature to sin. Your nature is to obey because you're a believer. Their nature is to sin. That's what they do. Should you accept it? No. What you should do? What should you do? You pray for them that God will uh, that, that God will lift the blinders, that God will allow them to see the light. We don't pray that God curse the lifestyle. That's what I used to do. That's, you can't do that. That's trying to control their, their behaviors. When you try to control somebody else's life, that's a form of witchcraft. I didn't know that. As soon as I learned what that was, I stopped doing that. But then I realized that I, there is something that I can do. I can pray to God, I thank you for helping them to love you the way that I do. I can do that, right? But I cannot control my children's behavior. I want to leave, I know I said there's the last thing I want to leave you, but there's there's one segment in that um, block of scriptures that I read from 2 Corinthians. Um, um, and it is the, um, again, 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, it's the eighth verse where it talked about often we are troubled, but we're not crushed. Sometimes in doubt, but never in despair. Sometimes as believers, guys, sometimes we have doubt. When we recognize that we have doubt, we must correct it. But yeah, sometimes I'm not sure what I should do. That's doubt. And then I remember I can trust God. Then I remember um, that I can pray. Sometimes I'm a little bit fearful, fearful. But then I'm reminded that God has, I'm reminded and assured that God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Listen, that's my share for today. I pray that something clicked today. I pray that that you got some nuggets today that, that will teach you how to navigate differently when it comes to our family, our friends, and our loved ones that we see living a life of sin and we feel hopeless sometimes. I gave you the assurance today through the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, all hope is not lost, no matter what they're doing, no matter what they say. So what we're going to do is transition. Um, I'm going to open the call to those that didn't get a chance to say good morning when we first um, got started with the call. If you didn't get a chance, but I'm going to do it like this. If you're a first-time caller and you'd like to say good morning, we're going to open the call to you. If you just say your name and say good morning, it's not to put you on blast. Or if you don't want to say your name, you don't have to. You could just you could just say good morning if that's what you'd like to do. So the first category is for first-time callers, or maybe this is not your first time calling in, but it's your first time wanting to say good morning. Going to open the call to you next. We're going to open the call to any of the brothers that are on the line because you know, sisters, we can, we tend to uh, take over the call, so we want to give our brothers the time to say good morning first before we get started. So we're going to open it up with good mornings first. After we do that, then we're going to open it up for. Um, our discussion. If you'd like to ask a question or make a comment about the declaration, the floor is yours, y'all. First time callers or first time speakers. Good morning, Sister Lisa. 
Good morning. First time callers. Good morning. Hey, Mama Tan. This is Shanika. Enjoyed the um, lesson today. (laughs) I'm in a Starbucks line, so don't mind me. (laughs) Okay. But I made it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Any else? Anybody else? Any first time callers? Good morning. Not a first time caller, but it's been a while. This is Georgia. Hey, Georgia. God bless you. Good morning. Not a first time caller. I was just late saying good morning. This is Nezzy. Nezzy, good morning. Any other bros want to say good morning? Yo, 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 yo. What's up, family? Good morning, A. <laughs> Any other other bros before we open it up to our sister girls? All right, sisters. Anybody didn't get a chance to say good morning? Now is your time to say hey. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, nourishing. I think that was nourishing. Who else was that? Good morning, Sister Lisa. Great decoration. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Good, Good morning. morning. It's Krishanda. Krishanda. I, I enjoyed think I heard decoration. <laughs> good morning, Krishanda. And I think, did I hear Cynthia saying good morning? Sylvia. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, morning Sister Lisa. I'm I'm sorry, I heard two people. Good Good morning. <laughs> good morning, Sister Lisa. This is Sister Melinda. That was a knowledge and powerful um, declaration you shared this morning. Um, have a wonderful Wednesday, everybody. God bless. Good morning, Melinda. This is Tanya. But good morning. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Tanya. No, no, no problem, mm-hmm. no problem. Somebody mm-hmm. else was saying good morning. It was Shell. Morning, Tanya. Oh, hey, Shell. Good, good morning, Tanya. Persistent. <laughs> hey, persistent. Good morning. good morning. I heard someone good else. Morning. Good morning, it's Monica. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, it's Tammy. Very much needed declaration. Hey, Tammy, love you. Good morning. This is Juanita. Good morning, Juanita. All right. So I guess we'll go on and jump in. Oh, I'm sorry. Good morning. Say it again, babe. That's okay. Good morning. Good morning. Who is this? Lavina. Hey, Lavina. Hey, I finally got a chance to hear you. Praise God. Awesome declaration. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Okay, is that it? Going once? Going twice? All right. So for first-time callers, even if you didn't say good morning, we just want to welcome you, and uh, we pray that you'll come back. You heard something that um, blessed you this morning. Um, so the love, life, and victory portion of the call really is the meat. It is the, to me, it's the secret sauce of Declare Victory. It's a time where if you have a question, um, you can ask that question, but the question on the topic, not, not a question about something off topic, the question on topic, or if you have a comment, um, that you'd like to make that's in reference to the declaration, um, 
uh, this is your time to to speak. So, and just remember, there might be other people that want to speak. So, you you, you don't you don't want to give a whole dissertation. You want to give it, hit it, and quit it. So, the the line is open. If you have a question or you want to make a comment, you need clarity on something. I don't know it all, but I will absolutely do my best. I have a quick question. Yeah. Hi, I'm Cynthia, and um, I have uh, my son staying with me. He's um, 22, and um, I know you, you was talking about, uh, well, he's not a kid, but still, I know, um, and you, like you said, they say they live, in, they live in a sand and stuff like that, but um, how do you deal with um, him working and stuff like that, and I keep having to pull teeth asking him to pay rent and it's, it's, it's not much at all and he 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 don't want to do nothing so i keep saying okay i'm at the point now where when i get my next place i'm i'm going to have to move without you because i'm tired of asking you to pay to pay to pay and i know it's rough out there i you know but it's like it's like i i'm, I'm trying everything i'm 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 trying to just deal with it. I, I'm not speaking harshly or anything like that. And it's like I just keep pulling pins and needles. I keep asking them. I keep asking them over and over. I try to do everything possible that I can do, and nothing is happening. And I know it's tough out there, but I guess as people say, it's called tough love, where you're just gonna have to let them go. So, am I doing the right thing or? So, so Cynthia, you know, in all honesty, I cannot tell you what to do. You know, that's a decision that you're going to have to make. I would absolutely pray and ask God for direction. Um, if, but if, if you, if you've decided, right, if you've decided that this is what you're going to, you know, you, you know, if you decide that this is what you're going to do, um, you know, it has to be something that you own. So a couple of things. Number one, if you've talked to him, and you've asked him, you know, told him what his share of the rent is. You've explained it. It sounds like you have, and he still hasn't. Um, you know, if your name is the, if you're the sole person on the lease, um, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you know, uh, if, 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 if you're on the lease together, that's different. But if you're the sole person on the lease, there, there are things that you can do. Um, and so you got to decide. Either you're going to let him continue to stay there and not, not pay the rent and keep your peace. And just make a decision that you're gonna move someplace else or whatever the case, or you can continue to badger, you know, continue to ask him for it, and and increase the consequences. I mean, you know, that's a hard that's a hard one because as moms, we're nurturers, and quite naturally, yeah. we don't want to we don't want to um, tell him what you know you got to go or whatever case may be. We don't want to do that. But you know, at at 22, at some point, he's a young man. It's different for young men than it is for young ladies. There might be a bruh on the line that might be that might have a have a, a, a mama and daddy put you out of the house story <laughs> that you want to share. Or there might be another there might be a, a person on the line that had that experience and may be able to give Cynthia some pointers. But that that's mine. I can't. Nobody can tell you what to do. You you got to be because at the end of the day, you got to be okay with whatever the consequences are. And what I mean by that, like he might stop speaking to you for a minute or. You know, he might get really, really mad at you and say you don't love him. You know, that might be a consequence. And it is what it is. But, yeah. you know, if I've asked you to do something and you're not doing it, you're not respecting what, I'm, what I've asked you to do. You cannot find a place to rent for this amount that I'm on your own, 
right. So. That's right. Yeah. Understand. All right. Thank you very much. Praying for you, sis. Praying for you. Thanks. Anybody else? Yeah, Sister Lisa, I have to repent because with my grandson and my 14-year-old twin granddaughters, um, I had been, uh, like, talking bad. And I, you bring a great point. I can't judge anyone. And that I want him to be saved with this respect. He talks back, and but I can't change. He has to have respect for me, right? But I can't badger and call him names and stuff. As I say, I'm walking in Christ. I have to let God work it out in him, right? Um, as far as my, this is my daughter's house. When I go down there, I'm like trying to run to her kids, and those are her kids, and that she's my child. And I, I'm just asking the, well, the, I think that I'm trying to make up for when I didn't take care of mine and my mother did. But I need yeah. to stop. You bring a great point, and I have to repent, ask God for forgiveness, to show him love no matter how, tell him to respect me for going back and forth and calling me names. That's not good. That's not right. good. You so, know, Sister Lisa, here's another you thing, too. It, is that you, right. You can have a conversation with them, not when it's heated, not, not when you okay. guys are in your emotions, right? You can just be very wise about the time that you do it, like you guys are chilling or whatever the case may be, but it's not really a volatile situation. And you need to repent to them. If you've been calling them names, you need to, yes. because it's going to do something for them, right? So you can say, Shanika is on this line. She will tell you at times when I went a little bit, you know, when I went a little bit too far to the left or to the right, I would apologize. Yes. I would say that I was wrong. I asked you, I want to ask you to forgive me. I shouldn't have done that as your mom. And so, and I'm not going to do it again. You know, I'm not, I'm, I'm giving you my word. I'm not going to do it again. Right. So now that, now they get to hold you accountable and now you're accountable to them. Um, and so make a decision. You're not going to do that and look for other ways to, uh, to offer advice, right? Let your daughter mother her children, but yeah. you guys, you and your daughter have an understanding about what things you do. Cause um, as a grandmother, I believe you have a right to offer correction and stuff too, because yeah. you're the grandmother. It takes a village yeah. to 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 raise a nation, um, to raise a uh, to raise a child. But the other thing too is is that you can't make them respect you. That has to be earned, especially if they saw you. And I'm not. This is no shade at all. If they saw yeah, you yeah, living yeah. a certain lifestyle, like yeah, you got to yeah. show them. You can show them far better than you can tell them, because your words at this point are empty. They need to see action behind what you do. And I guarantee you. Once you begin to show them the love of God, once you begin to show them that you are serious, once you begin to show them that you really do love Jesus, that you really do allow the Holy Spirit to control your tongue, you know, even if that means biting your tongue and going out the room for a minute, whatever you got to do. Or leave and go home. Amen. Yeah, or leave and go home because you got your own house. God bless you. I hope that really helped. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? I want to chime in. Can you hear me? I heard two Go people. Ahead. Go ahead. It's Dee. I just wanted to say, um, pray for me, y'all, this morning. I'm sitting here with my mom at DMV. Y'all know what time it is. DMV open at 8. But to God be the glory. Because I'm doing what a child's supposed to do. That's just period. I'm laughing. Because I'm listening. And, Cynthia, I'm going to pray for you. 
Um, also, for me, having the three children and, um, that I raised is more about what you do than what you say because they watch you. And just recently, like I said, to have my three grown children plus my nephew that I raised really tell me their experience as me as a single mother doing what I do, the mistakes and all of that. And then knowing that in all of it, the good, the bad was necessary and to learn how to mend. And then we have to really apply what we say. You know, we can read scripture, we can do all of that, but we got to really be um, the lesson. And so I always go to Ephesians 4, 2 and 3. It says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love, and then make every effort to keep unity in the spirit through the bond of peace. That means shut up sometimes because we don't always have to have a say, even with our children, because just like we made some mistakes and bumped our heads, so will they. So we got to just fall back sometimes and um, just let Holy Spirit do what Holy Spirit does. Be parents, be grandparents, be whatever. But again, just like we have faults, we have, I think sometimes our expectations are high. So right now, I know it's a new uh, marijuana movement. It's not new. It's just that it's legalized. So even with me working at the preschool, there are times when I want to pull some of these younger parents to the side. I don't want to smell that because it's legalized. So it's just a lot um, to this thing. But we still have to have respect, honor, and be humble because words are powerful. Be careful what you say because you can't take back what you say and just know that we are all trying to figure this thing out. Nobody has it right. Nobody has it all right. We're going to make mistakes. So Kenya, I'm like you. When I did something out of order and popped off, I knew how to go back and apologize so that we can mend it. And so that now that they're grown, you know, they want to come around because you got to be careful that you're not making so much, um, so much misery in the relationship that they don't want to be around you. I hope that makes sense. So, yeah, we just have to remember to humble ourselves. That's why the scripture says to be slow to speak. Sometimes you have to just be quiet. Get you together before you go back and try to um, have that conversation if necessary. Tanya, thank you for this morning. And I hear my sister Georgia on the line. Good morning, sis. Hey, thank you, Dee Dee. That, that was good. That was good um, because we're not above apologizing any any uh, there was somebody else i think that was trying to speak sister tanya this is sister melinda out of love how do i direct um my sister out here in seattle she's 73 and um she still smokes weed and she still drinks and she actually brings words across the pulpit to um, her mother's church and she visited my church on saturday and she spoke about bringing a word. Uh, she told my pastor that she does bring words. But what scripture can I point her to? Because she uses the anxiety as, a, as an excuse to smoke weed. And I, I'm just wondering, is there a scripture? Or could you give me some advice on how to talk to her out of love, um, dealing with um, the anxiety and thinking that she has to smoke weed? to calm her anxiety. Well, we know that really, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, the thing about that is is that when we look at it from, well, the, the, the scripture that popped to mind, I don't know where it is, be anxious for nothing, right? That's what that's the scripture. That, thank you. You got it? Who, who said Philippians? Okay, you can Google it, Melinda. Be anxious, yes. Bible verse. Be anxious yeah, for nothing. That's one. That um, another scripture that pops in my mind is um, uh, casting all of your cares on him for he cares for you. I think that's First Peter 5 and 7. 
Google I've it to be sure, right? right? I've shared that um, one with their Okay, well, so let me just let me just put it all together. Um, okay. She is so so. What she's doing is is that she's putting her confidence in weed, which has become her god. That, that that's the that's it. Any time that you will, this is my perception. I'm not saying for you to say this to her. I'm just this is how I'm getting this is how I'm breaking it t- down to you to help you to see what she's dealing with. So so does she have a medical prescription for it or she just she does it on her own for No, she just does it on her okay. own. Okay. All right. All right. So um um you you can't control her. If you've said things to her um and she's still going to do it and she's using the justification behind it, you know, she's a grown woman. You can't what you can do is let your pastor know that it may not be a good idea for her to speak because she indulges and and what you can do is you can you can direct your prayers about she's being blinded by the by the god of this world little g god of this world who is the enemy because what i don't want to have happen is that there be contention between the two of you and then she hears nothing that you say by you if you constantly telling her she shouldn't be doing it at the end of the day, if she really is, a, and I'm not saying she isn't, at the end of the day, she really is a believer um, and she has the Holy Spirit. You can also pray and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to her uh, and to give her the, and to ask her what you could, here's another thing, sis, what are you anxious about? Just to try to understand. Let's pray about that together. You can also make suggestions about some things come out, but by prayer and fasting. Let's go on a fast together. I'm, I'm willing to stand with you in this fast. Um, and fast with you about the anxiety that you have, right? Those, that's something else that you that that you can also do, and mean it, and be sincere about it. Not Amen. that you aren't, because obviously you're concerned about her. But I definitely, mm-hmm. what well, you can't, you can't be trying to tell her what to do, and you can't badger her, and you can't try to condemn her or shame her. You, that it's not gonna work, because she's gonna tell you she's wrong. <laughs> I hope that helps. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. <laughs> Amen. Can I can I chime in on that, please? This is uh, Lavina. Um, yes, Lavina. What came please. to my what came to my mind was gifts are given without repentance. So we can we can do boo boo the fool, but our gift that God has placed down in us, it will still be in operation. And so in that, and it brought back to a memory of mine. Uh, one uh, Christmas, I'll never forget my brother who's gone on now. He was an alcoholic. He woke up, had his beer in his hand. We were all preparing. And there was a lot of children. I think it was over 30 of us in, in my bro- one of my brother's houses. And the word that came through that vessel that morning was to be careful, watch the children. We all took it lightly because my brother was drunk. Lo and behold, one of the children got out of the gate and was gone, and we didn't know how long this child was gone. So we, as the adults, scattered throughout the neighborhood and began to call out this child's name. And a lady found him wandering, and she took him in, and she waited a while. She said before she called 911, she prayed, and she said, Lord, let the family begin to find this child. 
begin to look. So she heard us calling throughout the neighborhood this child's name. And she came to the door and said, is this the child you're looking for? And we all said yes. Brought back to the house, the Lord had me call a prayer meeting that day, and I'll never forget it. And God told me, don't ever despise one of my children, no matter what they look like. If he can make a jackass speak, glory to God. If he can make that donkey talk and knock him off, and and, and God can do and use whomever he chooses. And so we got to look past with what we see in the natural. And so in that, we called a, 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 the prayer meeting, and God spoke. But And from that day, I never looked at my brother as an alcoholic again. So the word that you brought forth this morning was very powerful. So we have to look past with what we see in the natural and see God. See, see, We have to see the God that's in them. And so when we see it in the natural, we have to see that God is going to use that vessel, no matter what it looked like to us. And I hope that helps the young lady. So pray for her in whatever she's doing, that God will deliver her from that. Don't, don't, don't talk about it, but pray for Amen. her. Because Amen. God will use whoever he wants to use. And I, like I said, I'll never forget that. So I'm, I'm, before I get started, glory to God. But the awesome declaration, uh, Tanya. God bless Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank I you. appreciate you. Anybody else? I heard two people, Sabrina, and then because I know you're on your way to work. And then who was the other person? Tammy. Persistent. Tammy, okay. Okay, so Sabrina, Tammy, and Persistent. Go, go, Grace. Hey, Grace, I wasn't going to say anything, um, but Sister Lavinia, um, her share just really inspired me to go ahead and say something from the mental health perspective. Um, I don't... Um, subscribe to medicinal marijuana to treat anxiety. Um, I don't encourage my clients to do that, but I know that a lot of them do. Um, And the reason that they give me is that the the medicine that they would be given to treat anxiety, sometimes the side effects are so severe um, that it will cause more issues than what having anxiety does all by itself. So it's not uncommon for people with anxiety and depression to medicate with marijuana. And so I just want to be careful um, that we don't, you know, if there's a bona fide uh, diagnosis of anxiety, that we don't over-spiritualize it to where we stigmatize people, you know, acknowledging that they have a condition and that they seek help in the forms that help them. Whether you know what I mean, so whether there's a prescription for it or not, if there's a bona fide condition and that's the treatment, I don't want we don't want unmedicated people just or unsupported people. For so long, the church has done that with mental health issues, and that in itself creates an issue too. So I just want us to be careful. I think you gave the best example that you can give or a suggestion. Pray. God sees, He knows. Our job is to pray. And be careful that we're not condemning and walking in judgment. That's all. Thank you, Bree. Um, Tammy, just before you speak, um, I think that sometimes you guys, we, I, I, sometimes we, I, discount prayer. We sometimes use that as a last resort. 
because it's not tangible. It's not something we can see and fix. But the most powerful things are those things that are unseen. And so um, I, 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 I um, now try to use that as my first source. As a human being, sometimes I miss it. But I try to use that as my first source. Um, yeah, don't ever discount prayer. Uh, Tammy was next. Sammy, you still there? We can't hear you if you're talking. Can you hear me now? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, praise the Lord. I just wanted to um, kind of chime in to what's already been said. That was an awesome declaration about family. First, I just want to um, kind of touch on what you said about when uh, we as parents make mistakes and we ask our children to forgive us. Not only do they respect us, but it also um, instills that same thing in them. In other words, they won't walk around um, having unforgiveness. They'll ask people to forgive them because that's what they were taught. That's what they saw. That's, a, that's what they experienced in the home. And it's very, very important for us to live a safe life before our children. Secondly, I wanted to say prayer should always be our first resort um, because that is our connection to headquarters. That is um, um, God, you know, it's, it's like God has given us access. We don't have to go through the priest anymore. He's given us direct access and he's waiting for us to come to him with all these issues, all these problems, all these ailments. He's waiting for us to come to him. So he, that just like Tanya said, cast all of your cares upon him for he cares for you. But I wanted to add to that, uh, James 4 and 17 says, um, whoever knows to do good and does not to him it is sin. We're talking about saved people. Save people that know to do right and do not. It is sin, and and they know that it is sin. And I and I also wanted to add in um, I believe it's Ezekiel. It says you know when the wicked, not calling anyone wicked, but when you say you know when God gives you a warning and you don't go to them, um, then the blood is on your hand. And so when you were saying, Tanny was saying, go to that pastor, let him know what's going on. And I think that's in order. We we fallen away from the foundation of Man. holiness and the old landmark and doing things according to the word, line upon line, precept upon precept. We lean to prescription medicine. We lean to, and I'm not putting anyone down. I'm just speaking about me. Can I just talk about me? We lean to prescription medicine. We lean to medicinal uh, remedies when we all should be leaning to the most high God. We say we trust him. We're talking about assurance. We say that our faith and our trust is in the Lord Jesus Christ. But when we're faced with these matters, we immediately lean to flesh, fleshly results, fleshly answers, fleshly remedies. So God is saying, come to me. Come to me, all you that labor in a heavy lady. Take my yoke upon you and I'll give you rest. So God is saying, trust me. You know, stop trusting this world's remedy and trust my word. I said I can, I'm the Lord thy God that heals thee. God can heal. But most importantly, as Tanya was saying, pray, pray, pray. Sometimes it's not, the person is not ready to receive us. So they're not going to receive us anyway. So the best thing to do is pray for them. Prayer goes where we can't go, and prayer does what we cannot do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Cam. Amen. Thank you for oh, and that, other that other scripture that you were looking for was Philippians 4. I believe the uh, starting around that fourth or sixth verse. Mm -hmm. Be anxious yeah, for nothing but yeah. 
Check your phone, Tanya. Oh, sorry. Can you hear me? Oh, thank no, you. I yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, I will. Yeah, got this, got this. Uh, persistent, go ahead. Okay, um, the verse that keeps coming up for me through all this, and great declaration, great, great conference. I love what the, whoever just spoke, that was wonderful. Um, anyway, um, trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not to thy own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways and he shall direct your path. And that comes up for me when I'm just perplexed and I don't know what to do and I just be still and know that he's God. And I agree, pray, 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 pray. So hopefully that's helpful for somebody. But you mentioned Isaiah 65 in the very beginning of your declaration. I think you said 24, but I'm not sure. And I didn't write it down. That was my you question. Got, you're right. It was Isaiah 65, 24. Excellent. Thank you again, Tanya. Thank you. Um, yes, First uh, Peter 5 and 7 was the scripture that I had quoted earlier, uh, casting all your cares on him for he cares for you. Thank you, Rochelle. Um, two things. I think was there somebody? Well, uh, two things. Um, one of the things that I I know happens for a fact is that um, there are times when people will know that um, a particular leader in the church or somebody who, and it doesn't have to be a pastor. You know, it could be a deacon or it could be a you know, somebody that's over a particular group of people or whatever, they're living a lifestyle that is contrary to the word of God. They, they, they may know things. They may have seen things personally, not just heard things. They may have seen things personally and they won't say anything. And what, what happens is, is that that person continues to perpetuate this alternative lifestyle that they're living one way in the church or in the with the portraying themselves in the body of Christ. I won't say in the church, but one way portraying themselves within the body of Christ, but they have a completely different alternative lifestyle. And not necessarily that they are homosexual or lesbian or whatever, LGBT. I always get it wrong, right? Um, but but not 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 necessarily that. You know, they might be in an adulterous um uh uh affair or, you know, committing fornication and we 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 have gotten we have gotten desensitized by using these words that are politically correct to make sin look pretty sin is nasty it's nasty and it stinks and it's horrible in the eyes of god and we label it and we categorize it and we say uh it's okay to lie but uh, if you murder somebody, or if you're com- or if you're a pedof- you know, you commit pedophilia or mo- molest somebody, that that's worse than lying. There's no categories of sin in the eyes of God. All of it will get you a first class ticket to hell. Hell is a real place. I'm not talking about hell on earth. I'm talking about the hell where there will be gnashing of teeth, and a lot of people don't believe in it. That's okay. Um, you know. But 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 it, it just because somebody doesn't believe it doesn't mean that it's not in the word of God. There are consequences behind some of these choices that we make, right? And we we try to make it pretty. I'll never forget. I'm, I'm I know I sound like I'm jumping from one place to another. I am, but I'm gonna make sense. I'll never forget. Um, um, there was a young lady that um came to me and said, "Well, I slipped." You know, I said, "Well, what is?" I knew what she meant, but I said, "What do you mean you slipped?" And she said, well, you know, um, 
so-and-so and I had, you know, we had an affair. Oh, so you committed fornication? I wasn't trying to shame her and make her feel any worse, but let's not make it pretty because what you did was ugly and God will forgive you, right? And, and, and there are some things that you need to do, but let's stop trying to make it pretty. So going back to what I was saying, um, when we help people, we enable people when we, when we um, assist them in living their alternative lifestyle. So there's a situation that's happening right now. Did you, did you mute your phone? You're moving. You're moving. Maybe your phone is in your pocket. Hello. Please mute. Oh, my gosh. Please mute your line. <laughs> You're moving around. Um, there's a situation right now that's going on. Some people knew about what was happening, and they never said anything. And and it's a horrible mess right now. So all I'm saying is, is that, and then, you know, there's this code about being a snitch. Well, you know, I mean, it tarnishes, it tarnishes the reputation of believers and it, and it, 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 it makes, it makes Christianity almost a mockery to people that, that are not, you know, that, that, that don't believe already when they see people you leaving, leading these double lifestyles. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it makes it, it, it makes our job tougher. We're trying to let people know about Jesus and how much he loves us and he can deliver. For real, old boy over here is doing so-and-so and so-and-so. Why should I believe your God? Anyway, I'm going to get off that topic. Anybody else have anything? What time is it? Good morning, everyone. Thank God for another morning just to be alive. I was wanted to say something about your declaration. It was awesome, awesome, awesome. I was just speaking about that on yesterday with you changing people with my sister, we had a conversation. She's trying to change my brothers. And I told her, like Shirley Caesar say, you can't change anyone. Just live the life before them. And she's just always getting on them, what they're doing and what they're saying. But you can't change anyone, like you said this morning. Just live the life. You know, God, one planet, one water, but God gives the increase. So that's what we have to do. Just live the life before people. And if you don't say it, yes, the blood will be on your hands. If you don't say then what God wants you to say. So that's what I wanted to say this morning about the declaration. And it was awesome this morning. So thank you. Thank you. What's your name again, sis? I'm Miss Tony. Oh, Miss Tony. Okay. Thank you so much. I love your sound. You have such a sweet voice. Thank you. Thank, thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Anybody else? Hey, Tanya. It's Rochelle. Great. Hey. Amazing declaration as always teaching us. Um, and I just want to remind us that whole, the Holy Spirit is the same. Whether he's sending the word to prophesy about a house, he's sending the word to vindicate as well. Um, so that same power that we, you know, go to him for to, you know, help us in our situations, just like your scripture, First Peter um, 5 and 7, um, cast your cares on him because he cares for us. If you care for someone genuinely and you're praying for them, then guess what? Guess who's coming to the rescue? The Holy Spirit. So I mm -hmm. just um, appreciate that um, because 
we can only do what we can do. We can't take a beam out of somebody's eye when we have other beams floating in our own, whether it be a big one or a small one. So we can't, you know, despise what's going on with someone else. Give it to the Holy Spirit because he's true. That's why we serve him, because he's, we know that he's the true and living God, that he's real, that there is nothing that he can't do if, our, if his children are petitioning him for someone else. He's a God of relationship. So why wouldn't he do it? He's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's no respecter of person. So give it to him. We have to learn to give it to him. And I had to, you know, it's just me and my brother. And I, for so many years, I couldn't understand why he had this, you know, animosity, why he was always angry with me. And all I ever did growing up was just be his little sister, you know, be his little sister, but be his big sister. And, you know, um, taking care of the things and making sure he had everything he needed. But the Lord said, I can't do anything for him. He has to take care of his own stuff. All you could do is talk to me about him. So just cast yeah. your cares on him because he'll take care of it. And, and don't despise the little things because you don't see them because God doesn't work for your pleasure. He works for his in relationship.